Hey, this is Jim. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. We've got a guest who's going to be on the show in just a minute, Mr. Jeff Lester. He started doing Amazon about, as we're recording this, a little over a year ago, about 14 months or so ago. And he took our coaching program at jimcockramcoaching.com. He jumped in with both feet when he took a, a pay cut with his job because of COVID. And uh, he and his wife had some anxious moments trying to decide what they were going to do next. And they jumped into Proven Amazon course and then our coaching, which there's links to all of that in the show notes at silentgym.com if you're interested after hearing his story. But I love that he took a very methodical, practical approach to this business as we've heard so many times on this show. And he built something special. He's doing most of the work himself. He just passed the $100,000 total sales mark. Oh, he said his ROI was around 90%. So that kind of helps paint the story of what they got going on here. He puts a dollar in, gets almost $2 out. That's his business right now. And it's going really, really well. And uh, I just I'm looking forward to sharing his story with you. We bring you a lot of these kinds of stories on this podcast, but each time it's not just a success story. These are real people with real bills to pay. They have mortgages, they have car payments, they have other obligations. This is how they're taking care of their family. And we take that obligation and commitment around here very, very seriously. We've helped a lot of people. Uh, my coaching director told me just a few days ago, we've coached over 7,000 people at this point. That just blows my mind. Our coaching team is simply incredible. They're people who care. They've got families. They've got successful businesses of their own. And they love helping people succeed. And today you're going to meet just a, a yet another family that's benefited from the way we do things around here, helping people use the internet creatively to launch and grow multiple income streams. And today, as you've heard so many times on other guests recently, we've got someone else who's launched and built up an incredible Amazon business selling products that are readily available all around them. Store shelves, online shopping, few wholesalers thrown in there as we're going to hear from Jeff today. But some very practical advice as well about how to mine for opportunity on Amazon and expand out the products that you're able to offer. And I think you're going to find it very encouraging. So let's jump over and get our guest on the show right now. So Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks. Glad to be here. It's, a, it's really a pleasure to have you on here. And I want to dive right into your story, man. Let's, let's hear what brings you to the podcast episode today. Okay. All right. So it started back December last year. We have, uh, my wife and I have been married 20 years. We have four kiddos. Our oldest is a high schooler. And like most high schoolers, he spends too much time on his phone, but he was watching YouTube and saw videos of people making money, drop shipping and doing things like that. And he asked some questions. So reluctantly, I decided to look into it a little bit. So I reached out to an alumni group um, from where I went to school. I graduated from West Point and reached out to some folks. That's impressive. And, uh, dude. You just blew right past uh, that, man. That's thanks. quite an accomplishment. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Yeah, so reached out and got several responses back. And one of them uh, pointed, pointed us to the Silent Sales Machine Facebook really? group. And so his wife... Let me get this right. So there's a West Point chat group for graduates? Yeah, so it's just um, like there's a lot of Facebook groups for different you know, sure. interests or what have you. So okay. there's an alumni group uh, alumni for group West, West Point. Point. Yeah, that How someone cool had started back in the day. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love it. So someone, someone in there was a fan of, of this community. I got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. His wife actually has been selling on Amazon for several years at that point. So I joined the Facebook group and that was December of 2019 and spent a few months just kind of reading, you know, the goings on, you know, success stories, failures, 
whatever the case may be, uh, watch some of the podcast episodes. And then, of course, everyone knows COVID came around and threw a, a kink in a lot of people's plans. And my company decided that they needed to reduce everyone's salaries across the board. So um, while I completely understand that, it's a business decision. It doesn't help pay the mortgage. So sure. um, my wife and I talked about it and decided, you know, we need to we need to try this selling on Amazon thing. And not only that, but I we also decided, hey, let's let's jump right in with coaching. You know, I know people have different philosophies on when to get coaching, but we're going from you know, 100% of our normal income to 70. And I decided if we can get into coaching, um, it'll help reduce the learning curve and hopefully eliminate costly mistakes that you usually experience when you first start uh, an endeavor, business, whatever the case may be. So, okay, so, so for the timeline, and I, I don't know, I'm learning as we go, right, with the listener here. I unfortunately, and I, I already confessed to Jeff, Typically, I have a bit of a bio to read before the show start, but I was running behind today. I don't know anything about Jeff. <laughs> I just learned he's a coaching student of ours. That's awesome. But I'm wondering about when, and, and for the listener's sake too, Yeah, are about 13 months into your journey because you said you started December 2019. Here we are, January, February, 14 months into mm-hmm. your journey. And uh, at what point did you get coaching? How long ago? So we got coaching April 1st of, of last okay. year. So we're right now February of 2021. So April 1st of 2020, we signed up for coaching. And between signing up for coaching and I have our first coaching call, I went entirely through the pack, almost probably 75% of the coursework. Wow. Just trying to... The Replens course or the entire Proven Amazon course? Almost the entire proven Amazon course. I did What's 100% that? of the replens course. Best point discipline, man. I don't well, know. That I've been through 80% of the <laughs> proven Amazon well, course. I mean, you know, I left a, you know, I skipped a few of them. Like I knew I wasn't going to try and start off private label. There are a few others, like the replens course. I didn't, I didn't watch the part where he's talking about 100K and higher, right? Based on starting off. So sure. you went through the stuff that was apl- applicable to where you were. Yes. Yeah. And took, you know, just tried to absorb it, take notes. So that way, once we started the official coaching process, I knew more than just being completely brand new, even though up to that point hadn't sold anything on Amazon at all. So I love it. Well, let me just because we kind of hit a point, I try to listen to this episode, Jeff, as I do most episodes of just if I'm brand new to all of this, what did I just hear? Mm-hmm. I want to make it clear the proven Amazon course by design isn't a go through the whole course kind of experience. It's more of a right. library of everything you'll ever need, regardless of what level you're at in your Amazon mm-hmm. business growth and which strategy of the numerous strategies you could pursue. So it's got in depth content on virtually every way you can tackle the Amazon monster. That's right. Regardless of your experience level. So when I say I myself haven't even been through some of the content, I truly haven't because there are modules, there's business modules in there that some great leaders in our community are tackling with excellence that I've never tackled myself. Sure. We've got great coaches teaching people how to do it all day, every day around here. So right. Yeah. That that hopefully explains the the comment there. So yeah, but it sounds like you consumed a lot of content then jumped in with both feed into coaching and Mm -hmm. your spouse was on board. Um, and let me just yep. commend you as well, too, at the point where a lot of people are taking a 30% cut in pay, mm-hmm. that first initial reaction that I'm sure you had to wrestle to the ground is, I can't afford to spend on anything. It's time to bat right. down the hatches. It's time to circle the wagons. It's time to cut the cable bill and cut this and cut that and figure out a way 
to, without spending any money to get out of, of it. Yeah. Right. So that you had to battle that fear. How big a battle was that for you? Well, so right the day, almost, I think it actually was the day we found out that the salaries are getting cut. My wife had, um, had a neighborhood photographer was coming over and she, you know, photography business was hurting like a lot of things. So she was doing kind of front porch pictures. Like she'd come up and stand, you know, socially distance away and get kind of family photos. Mm -hmm. And you can see the stress on my face in those photos because literally an hour before that, we had found out about the salary cut. So, wow. but in all honesty, it was truly a blessing because if the cut was less, we would have done what you said. We would have, okay, cut everything to the bone, you know, borrow from your 401k if you need to take, you know, small jobs, um, you know, drive for Uber, things like that. But since the cut was so substantial, it really forced us to look for other avenues that, could actually really replace mm -hmm. that as opposed to, you know, just kind of scrimping by until something changed. So, yeah, it, it was a, uh, it wasn't a nice gradual ease out of your comfort zone. It was a <laughs> kind of a drop kicked into a new reality. Right. 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 Even though we're blessed, man. I mean, 70% of salary, no matter what your salary is in the US, you know, that's still a lot mm -hmm. more than a lot of people have. But when it's a oh, yeah. shift in reality and you got kids, and mm -hmm. you know, you've got a spouse and a mortgage and you've got things happening that, you know, that 30% shift is big. Yeah. So, so I was right. curious how you guys had, had managed that and kudos to you, man, for, for embracing the change and jumping in. Yeah. Well, you know, I did the math first, you know, I had just pressure washed our driveway. So I'm thinking, okay, how many, how many driveways would I have to pressure wash? <laughs> and, um, there's not enough time in the day to, to do that. So, um, then I started thinking about other jobs and really there was, nothing short of this or maybe a second full-time job, which of course that's almost impossible to do um, to make up that difference. So, you know, the, I tell people a lot that, that have, you know, learned that we're selling on Amazon and they ask questions and, you know, it's like a lot of things. If you, if you want to get in shape, you start an exercise program, most exercise programs will help you get towards your goal, but you actually have to do them, right? right. So the Amazon, it's a process. And if you stick with it and, and you know, follow the rules and the steps, you can get to where you need to go. Um, none of the other options we were looking at back April last year were really going to get us close enough to where we wanted to be to be worth even trying. So, Right. Yeah. I mean, you, I, I love a guy who's willing to get out there and hustle, you know, put in the hours, do the work, work hard. But what are you actually building? You know, like right. I love the power washing driveways example. Like if, you know, you get up at 4 a.m. every day and do your morning routine and you're out there working by 6 a.m. and you work hard till dark, you put some extra money in the bank, but you're going to be exhausted. You're going to be away from your family and it's not a whole lot of money. <laughs> right. For the hustle. That's right. And you're not building an asset. You're not building no. something that can be necessarily sustained by somebody else coming in. They're not going to do it with the same excellence, Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, the, the Amazon business is, was a solution for a lot of people in our community who have faced very similar circumstances. I'm glad we're spending a significant amount of time here because I, I think people can really relate to that little blast that comes along and kind of knocks them sideways. What do we do now? Mm -hmm. Right. Face the fear, do the math, think it through with your spouse. And uh, now we get to yeah. the good part of the story, I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So we started in April, like I said, started our coaching. Our coach, yeah, he's been on, on your podcast a few times, Rich Potter. So he's mm. fabulous coach, does a great job. We started doing uh, courses with him and, you know, we'd, we'd have a, a Zoom call and we'd go over a few things and then more than a few things, but uh, we'd have our discussions and he'd give us kind of a list of homework. And then I'd email him the next day or two. Hey, all this is done. What do I do now? <laughs> so um, still just kind of trying to consume as much information as possible um, right. in those first steps. So uh, we sent our first uh, products into Amazon the end of April last year and then had our first sale in May. Uh, May 5th. Uh, I remember that because my birthday is May 4th, so it's easy for me to remember. Mm-hmm. But um, that it's first month, we... My dad. That's right. Too. That's right. May the 4th be with you. That's right. um, our first month, we sold... It was right around $8,600 on uh, on Amazon. Wow. That's a nice um, start. Do you happen to remember your margin? So overall, throughout this entire thing, our margins averaged between 20 and 25% when you figure all your expenses and everything. Our ROI averages around 90% when you look at all the products. We have some, of course, that greatly exceed that. And then we have others that, based on the throughput, we're willing to accept a lower ROI for a higher monthly amount. So That's phenomenal. Yeah, 90% ROI is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty much dollar in, get a dollar out pretty close to That's it. right. That's right. <laughs> well, yeah. Dollar in, get two out, I should say. You know, so you're, uh, you're doing great, man. That's beautiful. Yeah, so we did. Uh, so May was great, um, and then June was better, and July was even better. And it was like, holy smokes! And for for the first little while, you know, we didn't even tell anyone we were trying this or diving in the deep end, I guess. But um, once we started seeing, you know, okay, we're seeing sales, we're seeing our account build up on Amazon, and then once we started getting uh, checks back from Amazon, we're like, okay, this actually is legitimate because, you know, I always thought of Amazon as a place you go to price match. But in reality, people are paying Amazon for the convenience of pulling up their smartphone, buying now, and the doorbell rings and it shows up. And they're not so, even price shopping. The vast majority no, of them are not no, price not. shopping at all, as evidenced right. by how easy it is to find these 90% ROI items mm-hmm. everywhere. That's right. That's right. How many different listings, how many different uh, ASINs, for those who mm-hmm. don't know, like, let's keep it simple, how many different products are you selling? So we're only... If you add everything up, including the ones I've closed, we're only at about 150. But about 25 of those we've sold, and I've decided for whatever reason to not uh, continue selling those. So sure. some of them, maybe the demand falls off, or you know, people may tank the price. So, right. or in some cases, my suppliers maybe they don't have them anymore, and I haven't had a lot of luck finding them. So about 25 products we've we've kind of shifted off to the to the side for a while. So. So well over 100 products, and I'm assuming mm-hmm. the 80-20 rule applies. There's 20% of your ASINs that you're pretty excited about. And the rest, oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. they pay the bills, but you know, <laughs> they, they might drop off at some point. Who knows? That's right. So, so you're um, doing what? Now, you told us about your first month, 8,600, 90% mm-hmm. ROI. Yep. It, it, how, well, let's go from here. How did you progress from there? So obviously, even if you pay for coaching like we did, you're always going to have learning learnings as you go through in... August timeframe, we had some check-in delays with some of our Amazon shipments. So we had some dip in sales for a little while there. Learned a couple of things in the process. So now what I try to do, especially if it's one of our top selling ASINs, I try not to send too many in a single shipment. So that way, if that shipment sits on Amazon shelves for too long before they check it in, 
or it gets lost, it doesn't eat up inventory space and I can kind of spread it out. So yeah, I love that. That that is a brilliant strategy to keep it kind of it's better to ship a little bit every day than to ship at all Mm -hmm. once every two weeks. It's a different way of saying what you just said. Yeah. As far as from maintaining a nice level inventory and if something's taking Mm -hmm. a while to get checked in, we all know there's different distribution centers that perform very well. That's right. That's that's right. Like, oh no, it's going there again. (laughs) And um, And actually the one right up the road from us was notoriously terrible for a while. I mean, I know people around here consider just going to get a job just to speed them up. (laughs) I'll work here for free, guys. Can we please just check the inventory in? (laughs) Right. Nice. Yeah, and if you think about it, you're paying per, per pound, right? to ship your stuff to Amazon or dimensional weight if you use big boxes for light, lighter things. So it, you're not getting penalized by sending in smaller shipments. So, you know, instead of sending in 500 once a week, you could think about sending, splitting that into two or three shipments. The only thing to caution is, of course, if you get too low on any one particular item or several items, they may try to split your shipments and then that can negate some of those uh, advantages. So exactly. Um, Good tip, but. Man. You've been doing this. Yeah. You, you know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. But um, so fast forward uh, eight months to the day from starting our first sale, we hit 100K in sales. Um, so January 5th, we hit 100,000 sales, which was exciting. I was hoping to hit it. I'm kind of a, a numbers guy. I was hoping to hit it by December 31st, but it was kind of nice. It hit right on the eight month mark. So um it uh, it was a good feeling to to see that number. A hundred k in your first eight months. That's mm-hmm. phenomenal. That that's yeah. a beautiful business at at ninety percent ROI. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know you and um you, that, that's and, a that's a beautiful. I mean, how many opportunities out there? And that's a that's a lot of uh, power washing driveways <laughs> to put that much is, money in the bank. Is. That's right. And you're away and, from um, your family. And one thing we didn't cover too is. Uh, the economy actually came back. So I'm in oil and gas, um, but the economy came back a little bit. So we got our salaries back a few months after we started the Amazon thing. So um, one thing I did is I kind of let my foot off the gas a little bit. So, you know, we hit that 100K, but in reality, actively sourcing products, I, I don't haven't spent near as much time as I could or should have. Um, to hit the 100K. So, you know, when I see people that have numbers that just blow mine out of the water, I, I completely understand it because if you're, if you're just keeping your foot on that pedal, um, the, every, it's out there. The products are out there. The, the returns are out there. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, uh, it, you know, it's to me, the visual is how much time do you have to, to spend chucking starfish into the ocean on the beach. Like each one of them, $100 bill. How much time do you have? I mean, you only right. have so much time in the day, you don't have so much energy in the day. How much time do you have to get out there and hit it to make it happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then uh, to build systems eventually as well, which is probably right. stage of growth for you guys. Do you plan mm-hmm. on leaving your career at any point or do you have any plans? No. You know, my company's been good to me. I like what I do. Um, we've been working from home this whole time. So... Um, what the the next step really is to kind of continue to build processes in place to where eventually if we do and when we return to the office the the company can continue to function the amazon portion can continue to function you know when i'm at the office all day so um that's kind of the the next how do you guys divided up the uh, responsibilities in the house tell me who does what (laughs) um so you know in the perfect uh 
in the perfect 1960s uh, or 50s sitcom. You know, everyone everyone helps along and it's real cheery. Right. <laughs> but um, and dinner's on the table reality, at six, and right, yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> um, and there's moments like that, right? So we have, sure. especially when we first started, because the kids were super interested in it. Um, but we would get stuff, and we were, we'd have basically kind of like a packing party because we have four kids. So they, everyone would have a job and we, you know, help pack stuff up. And so they'd mm-hmm. learn what we're selling. And we talk about, you know, um, Hey, this much, this costs us this much. It sells on Amazon for this much. And this is our profit. Um, so they, they get a lot of economics, you know, classes around the, around the kitchen Island. But, um, so most of the responsibilities fall on me, but mostly because we do have four kiddos. So my wife's super busy you know, 99.9% of the time doing that kind of, of stuff. So yeah, good for her. Um, yeah. And good for you too, man. But yeah, I mean, that that was our reality. You know, I've got five kids, 24 down to my youngest, which just turned 14. But, you know, back the clock up 10 years and there's a lot of chaos in the day. <laughs> and now <laughs> it's, are we going to see our kids today? I don't know. Have you seen any of them today? No. Do they still live here? I think so. <laughs> right? right. Whereas back then it was like, you know, crawling all over us all day, every day. Yeah, of you know, divide and conquer kind of mentality. Right. That's right. I will say though, like um, we don't do so. Most of our stuff is wholesale. Um, The the majority of it is um, probably about eighty percent, but then twenty percent is uh, products you can find in retail stores. Um, And that's something my wife actually has a really good eye for. She'll see something and she'll want it for us, and then she's like, "Hey, you need to check this." and Nine times out of ten, if she's telling me to check it, it usually usually makes sense, has a good return on investment, sells frequently enough. So then, instead of buying one for us, we're buying twelve or twenty four <laughs> to send right. in. So clearing the but, shelf. Um, yep. Yeah. Beautiful. So, how many different uh, stores do you guys source from locally when you source? Um, there's really just about a handful. Um, and we're outside Houston, so large metropolitan area. So you have your typical stores out there. Sure. You have your big box stores, your dollar stores. Um, so, but really, you know, there's a grocery store that's big in Texas that we love. Every time we go to the grocery store, we have a handful of things we know we pick up to sell on Amazon. Um, you know, every time we're at a couple of the big box stores, we know what we're we know what we're looking for. So, that's great. Yeah, just emphasizing the point that you don't need a network of forty stores to, to do this business. Actually, when you first start out, you're thinking, "Oh, I better, you know, what's all the closest stores?" You got one, two, three reliable stores mm-hmm. you can use. Right. And right. there's if there's barcodes and shelves in the store, there's profitable product there. Mm-hmm. But and, and tons of it actually. In That's many right. cases, the same product, the same can or bag of whatever it is you're holding, multiple different listings on Amazon mm-hmm. it can be used. But you said yeah. wholesale. I'm curious how you got off into that heavy into wholesale that fast. That's a that's an interesting twist. I don't hear that often. 80% wholesale just a few months in. Mm-hmm. Talk me through that. Yeah. So we, um, well, part of it was COVID related, you know, depending on where you live, you know, in Texas, we tend to be a little freer than some other places, but um, you couldn't really go as many places as you would pre-COVID, even down here in Texas. So um, really, you can do a lot of your wholesale sourcing and you know finding your suppliers, evaluating their products all through the computer. So you're not limited to doing it during certain hours. You know, if you're at work or you're working from home, you know, you don't you have to focus on that. But after that, kids are in bed or early in the morning, you can fire up the computer and you can 
search your you know wholesale providers for for their catalog to see what sells and what doesn't sell. So right. um, the benefit I found for us personally, you know, everyone has their own metrics on what they're willing to sell. Some people won't um, sell anything if they don't make more than five dollars on a particular item. For example, you know, we don't we don't put any limit on a dollar figure. We put limits more on our ROI and our profit margin. So um, there's tons of low hanging fruit out there. And really, we've gotten to some sales in January. And um, all we've done so far really is a lot of that low hanging fruit. Um, And so the wholesale part for us just made sense because I really try to look for things that sell, you know, 50 to 100 to 400 times a month. And maybe they make a little less um, than some of the other products. But if I can turn them over and over, then to me, that's worth my time. So. And one of the benefits about of playing in those that arena, and I, I take it you've studied the replens approach, mm-hmm. correct? Okay. Yep. Um, those fast moving items where you're thinking, oh, someone's going to tank the price eventually. If you kind of hang in there, it swings back pretty fast. But the other advantage of this business model is, Jeff, I just want to point out for the listeners is, I was explaining this to my team a little bit today. It, this is a beautiful business model because even when you make a mistake, you know, you buy a little bit too many of something, it's not like you've lost all that money. You just drop the price right. down and maybe you take a little hit and you sell mm-hmm. those 20 that are sitting there. So yeah. it cost us 25 bucks, but we've already made three or $5,000 off of that product leading up to that point. That's right. We're just testing it and it doesn't work. All right, we lost 10 or $20 on that test. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of the time, you're going to make five to you know, 5% or 10% or 90% ROI Right? You're going to make $2 a sale, $5, $20 a sale, the vast majority of the time. So you can afford to make those little mistakes. That's right. Have those occasions where the product kind of flames out. But it's interesting mm-hmm. to me, it sounds like you're playing around quite a bit in that arena where there's a lot of other sellers on the same listings you are, you are on. There can be, yeah. But so um, two things like, I know there's the replans and a lot of people tend to think of replans as, you know, either online arbitrage or retail arbitrage, I kind of apply the replens model to the wholesale side. Yeah. Because, you know, typically your wholesale, you're not going to have clearances and that kind of stuff. And it's still going to be the regular price. The price is the price. And so I apply the same kind of metrics that I would if I'm looking in when we're at the grocery store and I pick up a couple of items. So the only difference that I've seen for me applying the replens model to the wholesale side of things is when you go to test a product, right? Like you may have a minimum of one case or two cases. So instead of doing, you know, okay, I'm gonna test four items, I maybe have to test 12. And in the grand scheme of things, that's really not that much money depending on the product, right? Right. So um, so I try to use, no matter what I do, I try to approach it from the replens mindset as in, okay, it has to meet certain requirements and I just wanna be able to sell it repeatedly over and over, month after month. Um, and I don't care if I find it at my grocery store or if I find it at the at the wholesaler. So, But what you had asked about with the number of sellers, um, very few times have I shied away from a product because it has too many sellers. What I mostly look at if it has a lot of sellers is what's the selling frequency and then what's the price stability. So if the seller count goes up and down, but the price stays pretty rock solid, then typically I'm okay with that. That's right. That's beautiful. And what tool do you use? I know your answer, but I'm just wanting you to say it. <laughs> so 
I might I might throw your curveball a little bit. So we use Keepa, right? Yeah. Like like it's highly recommended and, sure. it, and it's great. It's phenomenal for a lot of things. Um, typically, I find for the most part, Keepa may be a little conservative on the oh, sales frequency. Yeah, I tend to yep. double or triple whatever they're telling me the monthly sales are. I double or triple it. I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that. I, so what I do is I also use, um, we use a software called Jungle Scout and I'm, I'm not trying to pitch anyone to go buy that. The full version costs a fair amount of money, but there's a free estimator tool out there and you can put in a ranking and the marketplace and the category and they'll give you an estimate. Now, having said that, they tend to be a little aggressive in how many products they, yeah, they're high. Yeah. And keep it tends to be low. So right. a lot of times through trial and error, I'll kind of come to my own conclusion. If Keepa says 20 and Jungle Scout says 400, I have my own kind of decision I make based on those two values and history of similar type products to, to gauge what I want to start with to test something. So. Sure. And the only way to know for sure is to send some in. And that's right. See what that's happens. right. <laughs> that's, Absolutely. that's really at the end of the day, because Amazon truly isn't sharing with anyone mm -hmm. how many units of any given product is actually selling. That's right. The only way to know for sure how much is selling is if you're the only seller and you're selling it yourself and you look back over your shoulder and go, how many did we sell last month? That's the only way to get that <laughs> accurate data. That's right. literally the only way to know because Amazon right. does not share enough data. So anyone who's telling you they know how many base, hey, give me a keyword and I'll tell you how many times it's going to sell or tell me the product rank and I'll tell you exactly how many times. No, there's algorithms that fail miserably in all directions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Trying to guess those things and they're, they're terrible. But a little, a little Keepa commercial, since we talked a little bit about Keepa, the thing that makes it as reliable from my vantage point as anything else is we know that every time the rank drops, if it goes from ranked 400,000 400, most popular ASIN in whatever category to 200. So we went from 400,000 to 200,000, let's say. We know that at least one sale was made. That's right. Because there's no other way to drop the rank. To improve mm -hmm. the rank is, means a sale was made. It could have been five yeah. sales. It could have been 15 sales. But we know it was at least one sale. That's right. That helped that rank drop. So Keepa tracks the drops and it looks like a heartbeat. If it's not selling, it goes up, 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 up. <laughs> That's bad. If you keep going up, that That's means right. no one's buying your stuff. But if it comes back down, okay, there was at least one sale made. And mm -hmm. you look at it past few months and you can kind of tell, wow, there's, there's some good sales activity here. You can kind of estimate. Keepa takes a shot based on the up and down cardiogram of the, of the rank. And says, That's hey, right. Yeah. It sells about 15, 20 times a month. Typically, they're under guessing, like you just said. And, mm -hmm. and that's kind of where you want to be to be safe. Because if that's you're right. in there with five or 10 other sellers, how many times a month am I going to get the buy box and sell if my price is right in there? And I love that you right. identified price stability too, because one of the things we don't like to see, as you well know, I'm kind of educating the listeners right now, but if that price is kind of slowly tanking down to the right over time, that means there's probably a lot of sellers jumping, finding, doing the same thing. And pretty soon that's going to be a zero margin product for the vast majority of sellers and maybe come back and check it in a few months. That's right. right. Now it's probably a bad idea to get on it. Mm -hmm. Yep. One thing, another tip I like I'll share is, especially if maybe I'm, I'm checking my listings, haven't sold a particular product, you know, as frequently as I'm used to, I'll check the price and I'll go and look within Keepa. It tells you the the stock count usually for most buyers too. So, you know, I'll look and yeah, Amazon's like, hey, you should lower your price. Well, if you look, you may find okay, there's one FBA seller 
that dropped their price and they have two left. Well, depending on how many times a month it sells that you should know if you've had it in, in stock for a while, you can decide, well, why would I lower my price? He's going to be sold out today. You know, I can wait a day to make the money that I feel like I should for that product. So yeah, the um, tool that I love for that, because you can bounce around on Amazon and see right there. And I don't know, maybe you're using Keep in a way that I haven't actually, because it's got a lot of features, a lot of new features coming on, but I've mm-hmm. been using Rev Seller, R-E-V Seller yep. for that. We use that as well. Yeah. And it, it tells you, I love it because it tells you your margin on every product, regardless of whether you sell at FBM, which means you're shipping mm-hmm. yourself, or FBA, which means you're sending it to Amazon and they ship. Typically, That's your right. margins are way better with FBM. Yep. And you're going to win the buy box more often. So mm-hmm. FBA makes a lot more sense. I'd say 90% of the time. FBA That's right. Sense. And I, am, I still meet a lot of sellers who are all FBM, ship it out of their own garage. And I, I, <laughs> hey, you've got to try FBA. It really is yeah. phenomenal. Because you, let's say you're the only FBA seller and there's 20 FBM sellers. You're going to get the buy box most of the time as the only yeah. FBA seller. You're going to be that. Right. It doesn't matter what price point those other guys are at. You're going to get the buy box and the customers yep. by default are going to grab it and they want it on their porch two hours from now. That's right. You're the one that's getting the sale. <laughs> yep. I'm glad you mentioned Rev Sellers. When I talk to you know other people, whether it's family or, or friends that are interested in it, you know, the two of the softwares I make sure and mention are Keep, of course, and then Rev Seller because it's so nice to no matter what you pull up on Amazon, you have the Rev Seller box there. And you can immediately see, okay, it already has the Amazon fees. It has the price in there. Yeah. And so you don't even have to put your price in yet to know if it's probably going to be worth your while. So. Yeah, you can see it right in front of you. And um, it tells you how many units all the other sellers have in stock right now at mm-hmm. Amazon, how many they say they have. Uh, it's a beautiful tool. Yeah, actually, um, the guy that created Rev Sellers from our community, and oh, well, I didn't know he that. approached me when he first launched the tool. I said, hey, I'll tell you what, man, if you'll give me the best price that anyone can ever have on your product, I'll help you sell it because I think it's beautiful. Ran it past our whole leadership team. Everyone loved it. This is a winner. So mm-hmm. if you go to provenamazoncourse.com slash rev seller, that's the best deal you're going to get anywhere on that course, <laughs> or excuse me, on that tool that plugs mm-hmm. right in. So anytime you're on amazon.com, you can see winning ASINs will just jump off the page at you, basically. You can just kind of yep. scroll through and you're going to see them jump off the page at you. It's a beautiful thing. That's right. But yeah. Keepa and RevSeller, that's that's all I use as far as for research tools. And mm-hmm. I'm good at finding ASINs. You know, give me an hour, I'll find 15. <laughs> in the sure. store, on my computer, whatever. It's, you know, that's become the one of the easier aspects of our business is finding these new profitable winning ASINs. Right. So Absolutely. where else where else can we go in your store? You've you've been uh, very useful. You've you've got a great story. You ramped up very quickly. You're working full time. Mm-hmm. So it sounds yep. to me you're doing most of the work yourself. Yeah, a fair amount. So recently we started, um, some of our friends have kids that are a little older, graduated high school, off to college and stuff. And so, you know, when they're back here, we've we've hired a few of them off and on to help pack. So, you know, if we continue to ramp up, that's, that's probably something we'll continue to do. Because uh, when I'm not, when I'm not packing something up, I could be looking for additional products, which is going to really help generate more income and revenue. Because anyone that you train for a few minutes really can pack and prep stuff the way you want to. So if I can free up some time from doing that, it'll help me to be able to source a little bit more. So that's one thing. The other thing is I really need to... We're, we're not maxed out, but we're kind of at a, I guess, a plateau a little bit on our wholesale accounts that we have. So... Uh, I've told my wife we need to. I've committed to 
getting more into the traditional replens model as per Jimmy's course, that just to continue to add, you know, those $20, $50 bills every month um, from products you can just go find off the shelf. So they're out there. It's just a matter of, you know, you got to be willing to commit the time required. And not, I don't want to scare anyone off because it's not a lot of time. It's just a little bit of time to find some of those products and those products are repeatable, you know, over and over. So it's just getting, I like doing stuff on the computer. Uh, so online arbitrage, that kind of stuff is is easy for me. Going to the stores, I'm I'm liking it more and more. But when it first started out, this definitely was not necessarily my my cup of tea. Was yeah. spending time you, in the stores. You probably weren't as good at it then either. It can be it can be a little frustrating to go out and like not find a whole lot. Once mm-hmm. you're good at it, I mean, I can hardly keep myself from going out and doing it. <laughs> I, I, last night I was finding replens. Anytime I'm out. It's just so hard not to go in because I can pull up our team's shopping list anytime I want, the stuff that we need right now. Yeah, I'll, I'll run in here real quick, grab a few things, test a couple of ASINs, find three or four <laughs> new income streams. And yeah. there's, oh, here's another $20 a month for my business. Here's another $50 a month for my business. Just That's right. right there in plain sight. Once you know yeah. how to do research. The other day, my, uh, so my mother-in-law is a retired school teacher. And so she helps tutor our, our youngest and um, dropped her off at, at her house and ran to the grocery store to, to pick us up some stuff for dinner and saw a, a particular condiment that had a buy one, get one free on it. And usually I stay away from looking for stuff that's on clear answer, big sales. But I'm like, you know, let's just look, you know, I got some time to kill. And not only does it make a ridiculous ROI with the buy one, get one free, when you don't have the buy one, get one free, it still makes 100% ROI. <laughs> so it's like, right. okay, easy peasy. So grab, you know, grab 10 or 20 of those with all the coupons attached and continued on my day and found the rest of our, our grocery list. And I found and one of on, those. So. It's been about uh, six weeks or so ago where like I'm leaving, the, I'm leaving a store, stuff we needed, plus grabbed a few replans, plus found a few that, you know, I'm always kind of doing this combined shopping, these two transaction trips, you know, yep. personal business. That's right. And they've got this huge bin of, if I said it, you'd recognize it. We've all probably, 90% of the people listening to this, if you live in the US, you've probably used this product. And I'm thinking there's no way that's a good replan. There's just no way. But let's just check it real quick. They got this huge bin of them and they're marked down like, you know, 60% off what they normally sell. So I checked it at 100% full price. Basically what you just described, a great fast selling replan as a, mm-hmm. I think it was a three pack. Nice. But they had a marked way down. So then the challenge is like, okay, how big a fool do I want to make out of myself right now? Because <laughs> I've got two cart loads ready to go down to my car. I'm getting ready to go wow. put those in my car. Come back. How many of these do I put in a cart? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Where's that line where I'm a little embarrassed right now <laughs> to be that guy with right. 80 units? I don't, because I know this thing's going to fly and it has. Um, awesome. But, uh, and there's about 30 or 40 other sellers on it, but the price is nice and steady. And even that price drops, I don't care because I just cleaned up and I just That's got a right. whole bunch of, you know, basically buy one, get two free kind of stuff. like, let's go to town, man. Uh, so I ended up grabbing, I think I stayed conservative, maybe grabbed 30 or 40 that first round, <laughs> but still it's weird checking out of 40, the exact same item in your cart. Yeah, you get a few looks. My my wife's over there shaking her head. Yes, so, yeah. Yeah, you get a you get a few looks when you buy a whole bunch of the same thing over and over. So and it's pretty easy if you see someone else who's doing the business. I don't know how mm-hmm. often you run into one of those guys, but uh, I've, it's happened a few times. You're like replin seller, right? <laughs> it doesn't happen all that often, but when you yeah. do, 
And it's great because once you really understand the business, it's not like you're, oh, don't look at my cart because you don't know what ASIN they're selling on. You don't That's know right. if it's a six yeah. pack or a 12 pack or you know, if they're testing out a new loser. You don't mm-hmm. know these things. Uh, That's right. It's not like you have to be protective of, oh, this is what I sell. I love right. that aspect of this business is you can be super chummy and friendly with you running to other people who are selling and you know doing retail flips or whatever. Mm-hmm. You see people who are yep. in barcodes and you kind of feel bad for them because like, ah, <laughs> that's kind of kindergarten level stuff there. You don't have to right. see barcodes. Find that's why I love, um, stuff, right? I love with a seller app, you can use your, you scan the image, you know, the, the item. And that's, that's fabulous because, you know, you can scan the barcode, but it's only going to pull up something if that UPC matches the UPC that is assigned to the product in Amazon. Right. And it's only going to bring up a single usually. So, yep. you know, you scan that picture, you're immediately going to see a whole ton of options. Because we have, we have a lot of several products, um, several of our really good sellers even, that, you know, we just order more of it from the wholesaler, but we just have to remember which listing we're selling it on <laughs> for that particular shipment because you know for those that that haven't done it before you can sell the same thing on multiple listings if it's listed differently you know if it's the single versus a three pack or a six pack so that's um, right the bundle. there's I mean, there's you, a lot of opportunities you can very realistically end up with selling the same product on 10 12 different listings we've mm-hmm. got we've got some that we're probably pushing that many um that's awesome like said, single three pack six pack some kind of creative bundle Mm-hmm. And quite often, it's not the ones that show up if you scan the barcode. None of those would have shown up if you would have scanned the barcode into whatever app you're using. You want That's to right. type in the name of the product into Amazon.com and scroll through and see what listings there are. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Well, what tips do you have, Jeff, for the for the listeners who are out here? I mean, this this is, I, you know, I've heard every episode of this show, and <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, there's something kind of repetitive about it. It reminds me at times of. Uh, are you a Dave Ramsey fan by any chance? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We've so, yeah. He's he always teaches uh, courses at you know our church when we were growing up and, and yeah, on, sure. So. so, but if you you listen to his radio show, and after a while, it's like, hmm, heard that story before, you know. <laughs> but you're struck by the consistency and the frequency, right. and just the sheer volume of people that are applying these strategies and they work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every time there's at least there's a handful of new things that you kind of pick up and there's a reason that you listen to the show for example you know it, and right. I'm sure you've picked up on this is like oh great another success story people selling on Amazon well <laughs> that's because there's a whole bunch of us doing it and there's a whole bunch of other things out there that just don't work so that's I love right. just pounding away at the same old same old like yeah mm-hmm. this is predictable it works do the yeah. work but there's also I'm curious like are there any little tidbits that maybe out of your story things that you haven't had a chance to share yet that, mm-hmm. that we could pull some lessons maybe that you haven't heard on the show or or something that struck you that that stood out sure. uh, in your journey. Uh so one just kind of general uh comment is anytime there's a barrier to entry for a given market it means the competition's going to be lower. So you know even if we're all selling on Amazon there's different things within Amazon that they place barriers to entry. So, you know, the rudimentary ones people know are gated, right? If you're gated in grocery or topical, you know, you want to get into those because it opens up more that you can sell, but also there's less competition. Um, but that also applies for pesticides, um, a few hazmat. other things as well. Hazmat. We do quite a bit so, of hazmat. Yeah. Do you? So we, we signed up, uh, we're on the waiting list for hazmat. So just, uh, 
hoping someday our number comes up and and we get uh, get in that program. So, yeah. but anytime Amazon puts some kind of fence or gate in front of people, you know, if you can get through that, then your competition is going to be less on the other side for those products, and it opens up a whole number of additional profit streams for your business. So yeah, um, for sure. And you another know, thing, because oh, before you jump to your next point, hold on to yeah. it. Don't forget it. Because sure. one of the things, human nature, listening to this, and you're a disciplined guy. I mean, come on, you, you graduated from West Point. You know, I've got a fair amount of discipline myself. But sometimes people are kind of listening to this conversation, looking for those excuses not to jump. Mm-hmm. He didn't just say, until you're ungated, there's limited opportunity. That's not what he just said. Because I, we've got plenty of students who are just going into those basic first few categories where there are mm-hmm. millions of products and millions of different listings that you can get on and do the models that we're talking about. If That's you right. never get ungated, if you never get hazmat approval, if you never get into grocery, this is still a massive mm-hmm. opportunity. I talked yep. to, I was corresponding uh, just this last night and then this morning with someone who they're nervous to sell grocery because, you know, for whatever reasons, they're just not into it. They could mm-hmm. be, but they're not. They got away from it. And so they're only doing clothing now, which is very easy to get approved in. And, you, you know, okay. and they're spending three to $4,000 a day on inventory. That they're flipping, wow. they're great ROI, just awesome. on clothing, not creating any of their own listings, hmm. just finding good using the replin strategy, and they're in clothing. That's <laughs> right? awesome. So That's you always awesome. associate replins with like grocery items or stuff you'd buy, right. you know, off, 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 off a big box store shelf. No, mm-hmm. those racks of clothes that you're walking past every time you go in, yeah, there's gold there too. Yeah, so it does, That's you know, awesome. the category is kind of irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And to build on what you said, so our first month we sold, like I said, $8,600. None of that was in anything that we were gated in. You know, that was, and we were still relatively new sellers. So it's not like we've been doing it a long time and you know, right. that's a number you can get to if you, you know, really try hard. I mean, it was, that was our very first month out of the gate. Um, and we were still gated in everything, everything, everything. a new seller was. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, but another tip is, you know, learn your software. So, Keepa, a lot of people, Keepa does so many things that a lot of people may not know about or haven't taken the time to, oh, let's click on that little hyperlink in the Keepa window and see where it takes me because you can go and drill down with Keepa. They have um, a tab for data. You can look at offers. You can look at buy box statistics. So you can really exploit that and gain a whole lot of information about your listings and maybe what selling, for example, things like that from software you already have. So sometimes some, what can help your business is not, you know, another piece of software or another tick, uh, trip or tool. It's maybe I need to look a little closely at what I'm already paying for and keep a, you know, the price is whatever, 17, 18 a month, I think. Um, it does a lot that I don't feel most sellers actually dive into. It's so powerful. I won't, and the it reason is. I think, you know, I'm pretty sure now I'm, I'm not maybe as technically knowledgeable as I should be to say what I'm about to say, but I'm pretty sure this is accurate that Keepa does a better job of scraping Amazon than anyone else. That's why they're able to do what they do. They're literally scraping across the millions and millions of listings at any given time on Amazon and mm-hmm. watching the product rank, for example, watching it drop, rise and fall better than anyone else. So that's where they get that data. But <laughs> Allow me to make an analogy. Hopefully, this rings true with you, Jeff. You know, one of the rules that we learn in business, if you take any business classes at all, they're going to tell you, hey, that customer that you already have, 
is worth 10 times more than any customer you're going to go out and try to find and sell to later. Because mm-hmm. you just, you know, mine, dig the gold out of the mine that you already got open versus okay. going out and constantly, you're going to make more money mm-hmm. that way. So the equivalent in this business is those top 20% of your ASINs, you know, we've all got the 80-20 rule, the Pareto principle, it's called, where 80% of your results are coming from 20% of your effort. 80% of your ROI is coming from 20% of your ASINs if you're on selling on Amazon. That top 20%, that's your gold. So you look at mm-hmm. Keepa. Have I really dug into Keepa for those top 5, 10, 15 ASINs that are really hot sellers for me? Do I really know them? Have I really explored Amazon to see how many listings I could open up? Right. I just dug in versus the churn of constantly trying to add to the bottom of the stack. Mm-hmm. Focus in and really hone and polish the top of the stack. Are there any That's private right. label opportunities in there, for example? That's where your private label opportunities are going to pop the top. Mm-hmm. And stuff that's really selling. Those weird ones, you're like, people really buy this much of that item at that <laughs> margin? Yeah. Maybe I should put my own name on a label and sell this thing, right? That's right. That's how you organically find these great find. So right. I love that you mentioned that, you know, dig it into the tools that you already have. Mm-hmm. You have spend a lot of money to do this job. Well. That's right. Well, and, uh, and to build on that too, how, when's the last time you went back and looked at your top 20%? Because I don't sell on any listings that I've created myself. Every listing I'm on mm-hmm. is something someone else created. So That's there's right. always, people are always creating new listings. So, you know, if you haven't looked in a while, I would suggest go back and look at your top 20% because inevitably someone since the last time you looked has created one or two or five additional listings or variations for products that you already source. You already know they make you a lot of money, presumably, um, and have good ROI. Yeah. So, you know, there didn't there's, there's low hanging fruit that pops up. Now there's a so. four pack. Wow. And look at that ROI. That's yeah. right. And those kind of jump off the page to you too, as you're kind of scrolling around on amazon.com, just, you know, typing in some of the brands that you sell a lot of, you look for the ones, not the one that has 3,500 reviews, but for the listing that has 12 reviews. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Might be something there. That's kind of new. That's right. Is this thing popping yet? Well, look, it's selling 30 a month. That's gold. It's selling 20, 30, 50 a month, and there's only 12, 15 reviews. That's a hot one almost every single time. At least it's going to be <laughs> for the next several months. Jump sure. on that one, right? That's right. I mean, math works, but can almost assure you that the math is going to work uh, on those because it's a newer listing that someone set up with the intention of profiting and apparently it's taken off well and there's only a few sellers because there's only a few reviews and it just kind of got started so mm-hmm. yeah that's a great tip uh you know it, to me it's almost that same analogy of you know if you've got four hours to chop down a tree sharpen your axe the first three hours that to me is, you know, replen sellers, hey, spend some time making sure the top of your list is taken well care of. It feels kind of boring compared to going out and finding new ASINs and new listings, but there's a lot of money there to be churned. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever really focused in on that that much, but I like that we kind of drifted in that direction. And that's sure. challenging me. Rather than going out on a snowy day and looking for new ASINs, I might stay <laughs> home with our top 20% and do a little homework just to see what we're right. Missing. Well, especially because you already, you already know where you buy it from. You know, you already know if it's successful on the listings you have that you sell on. So, I mean, if you find those, it's it's just so easy. So, yeah. yeah. But um, beautiful. Yeah. Well, any other tips as we start to wrap this one up, man? I think this is a really helpful episode for a lot of people. Um, no, not really. I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, 
consistency and effort. I tell a lot of people it's not it's not rocket science. Um, you know, you are on Amazon's platform, so you have to play by Amazon's rules. But if you follow the rules and you use your software to help you make um, objective decisions and not emotional decisions on what you're going to try to sell and you know what makes money, what doesn't, um, pretty much anyone can be successful if you follow you know the steps that make sense. And so one one thing early on, our coach asked us like, "Well, what do you want to sell?" And we're like, "Anything that makes us money." And he's like, "That's right." It That's doesn't right you don't answer. you don't care why people want it or you know where they live and you know well someone out there wouldn't like it or it doesn't matter or, or why know, would they, they sell pay that so much, much for that That's right doesn't <laughs> doesn't matter because they will <laughs> That's right that's right look at the so, data it says they do they do Yeah but yeah that's the biggest thing is and if you know if you're just starting out or you're thinking about starting out um you know, use the tools at your disposal and, and trust those tools. And you can start small and reinvest. You don't have to start with a big bankroll um, for those people that are, that are listening and wanting to get started. So That's right. It's not a pricey business to start. That's right. Well, great episode, man. Really appreciate it. And uh, thank your family for loaning you to us. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. Really cool stuff with us today. Um, so I, I think I'll wrap this one up, man. I think we, we just put in a nice episode for the listeners. And if you have any questions for us, there's links in the show notes. You can go to silentgym.com, follow up. Be sure to tell Jeff, thank you. If in the show notes or sorry, in the comment section below, if you're watching on YouTube, for example, uh, thank our guests if you would, because uh, it really is a, a big sacrifice to take an hour plus out of your day and do these things. But hopefully it's it's spoken to you and uh, challenged you on what's possible. And here's yet another incredible success story. Someone who got in, did the work, built a great business. And uh, I think you're very matter of fact, Jeff, in the way that you present, like, yeah, get in and do it. It's it's not complicated. And I don't think it's anything that, uh, you know, that you learned at, uh, you know, from your edu- college education. I mean, this is just <laughs> basic stuff, right? It's like, not like yeah, you it's... have a, a business degree to do this stuff. It's, no, you it's don't. Math. And actually... Yeah. And actually, um, you know, I made the comment, my, my kids are learning probably more economics through helping us with this business than they, than they would in, uh, in school. So you hit the nail on the head there, man. Uh, I could go off on a tangent very easily there, but just exposing (laughs) your kids to the reality of buying products, you know, buying low, selling high, serving well, you explaining like, you know, you know, these toys aren't for you guys. These are for other mommies who are having birthday parties tomorrow. And, and, they're going to be unable to go out shopping tonight and they want this present for their little girl. You know, that's why we're doing this right now is to help that mom. You see, you can connect it, connect the dot to the customer, that end person who's benefiting from your work. Mm -hmm. Um, Kids can, and you'll light a fire, which is my wife and I's definition of a good education. It's not filling a bucket (laughs) with just in case information they might need someday. It's lighting a fire and teaching them that, Hey, you can get the information you need when you need it just in time. That's a great mm-hmm. education, teaching them yeah. to learn what they need as they go. But Absolutely. Great hanging out with you today, man. And to the listeners, yeah. uh, all the business building warriors out there, God bless you guys. Thanks for spending some time with Jeff and I today. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Give us your feedback, share it with a friend, just send them to silentgym.com and tell them, check out the podcast. Who knows, you might change someone's life like it did for Jeff and his family. You know, they've got a whole new different economic outlook now and for their future financial outlook. So we love seeing that happen. We'll have another great episode for you just like this one again real soon. Looking forward to joining you then. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. 
Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.